Alaric Anthony Morgan, if you don't stop squirming and let Auntie Zoe put your shoes on, I shall tell your father. Lady Elise de Corwin Morgan turned from her mirror to cast an exasperated glance at her firstborn, both hands occupied with holding hanks of golden hair in place while a maid arranged her coiffure. Auntie Zoe, actually the child's half-sister, did her best to keep a straight face as the wayward toddler glanced guiltily from his mother's face to hers, to the offending shoes, lower lip starting to tremble. "'Don't want those,' he declared, hugging two disreputable-looking bits of scuffed suede against the front of a once-clean shirt. "'Want these!' "'Absolutely not!' Zoe said emphatically, plucking the offending shoes from his grasp and tossing them behind her as she held up a newer green one. Those are nearly worn through and outgrown, and they'd look utterly shabby with your lovely new tunic, she added, indicating the small black tunic laid out on the chest beside him. Embroidered over the left breast was a green Corwin griffin, its details picked out in gold. A border of fleury counterfleury in metallic gold embellished it at throat, sleeve edge, and hem. No, said Alaric. Don't like the green ones. Alaric, love, said Zoe. We don't have time for this today. You know Papa will be very cross if you make him late for court. The green shoes are lovely and soft. No. Here now, what's this about green shoes? asked a pleasant male voice from the doorway behind them, as Zoe's father and the boys came into the room accompanied by the youngest of his three daughters, the flaxen-haired Alizace. Though less colorfully dressed than the women, Sir Kenneth Morgan had also donned formal court attire for the occasion, an ankle-length robe of nubby turquoise wool, its high neck and sleeves lined with silver fox, cinched at the waist with the white belt of his knighthood. Alizace wore a rich brown damask, in contrast to Zoe's gown of heavy rose silk. Elise, as the heiress of Corwin, had chosen deep forest green to complement the Furstana emeralds at her throat. All of them sported varying shades of blonde hair, though Kenneth's had gone more towards silver than sandy in the past several years. He doesn't like the green shoes, Elise said, half turning toward the newcomers as she set a narrow silver fillet atop the fine veil her maid had just pinned in place. He wants to wear those manky old tan ones that even the dogs ignore. Does he indeed? Kenneth asked, crouching between his son and his eldest daughter and taking up one of the green shoes. Alaric, is that true? Why, these are very fine shoes. I like them far better than mine. The boy's rebellion shifted to curiosity, and he leaned forward to peer down at the pointed toe of one turquoise shoe protruding from beneath the hem of his sire's robe. I really do prefer yours, Kenneth said, noting the boy's interest. Not that your shoes would fit me, and even if they did, the color would hardly suit this robe. Frankly, I'd far rather be wearing my comfortable old black ones. But sometimes we have to do what someone else wants. Your mother likes these better, and tells me they are much more suitable for an important court like Twelfth Night. The queen will like them too. And your mother and Zoe and the other ladies of the court, he added. Women set great store by such things, you know.
The stream of adult patter utterly charmed away the boy's remaining resistance, so that he made no objection as Kenneth got to his feet and picked him up, holding him close to breathe of the fresh scent of his silver-gilt hair and kiss his cheek. As he braced the boy on his hip, he silently nodded for Zoe to resume shooing the child. My lord, you are entirely too indulgent, Elise murmured, though she smiled as she said it and blew him a kiss. Well, he is my only son, Kenneth replied. And I'm afraid I indulged my daughters too, he added, with a fond glance at Zoe and Alizace, both of whom obviously adored both their father and their younger half-brother. It doesn't seem to have hurt them.